Welcome to Divorce Diaries Show. My name is Michelle Trina, the creator of Divorce Diaries, and this is a long-awaited episode. I have not published one in a while, and my podcast is, I don't know, this like middle child I keep calling, which sounds horrible because every child should be treated the same within your brand, within your family, and I just... I have so much going on and I do everything within Divorce Diaries myself, within my, all of my companies myself. I obviously bring on people to help here and there, but I don't have full-time employees. So it's just me, little old me. And here I am, I'm fresh off of the tour, two weeks now, and back in Jersey, getting ready for the next pivot, or not getting ready, I'm in the pivot of post-production. And I have been with somebody since the last time I talked with you guys. And I haven't been with somebody intimately in a in long time. And I've also sabotaged it. So now the person is not talking to me. <laughs> Welcome to Divorce Diaries. Um, I felt like coming on here tonight because it's Saturday night. Um, I'm having a glass of wine slash having a half bottle of wine because I'm I'm feeling sad and I'm 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 trying to filter all that energy that sad energy into humor as I typically do um but then I also thought to just come on here and talk about it um to the 16 audience members that listen to my podcast um because I've been very uh fortunate to connect with so many different divorce brands and divorce related um you know professionals who either have blogs or podcasts or, um, you know, you know, magazines or books or whatever it may be. Um, I got to meet a lot of cool people. And in this last year, I met somebody that in the divorce world that I really felt connected to, um, that I thought when I first talked with them, they might kind of feel a certain way back because we were connecting and we were talking and, I pursued it in the way I shouldn't have pursued um, because I was upfront with the fact that I don't do well with boundaries. And after stating that, I didn't adhere to it. And now here I am, sad and pushed away by that other, by that person because I pushed him. Um, and two weeks ago, I was leaving the airport, or excuse me, I was leaving him to go on a plane back home. And um, it was the first moment in a long time where I was like, wow, this person means a lot to me. Um, But I got home and like the Cinderella slipper is off and this person just doesn't feel the same way. Even though I'm very certain that he had the energy in him when I was with him, that there was something there, he just doesn't. And it's hard for me to accept that. Um, and I think I'm I'm really mad at myself right now for allowing it to happen yet again. And also allowing myself to go down that spiral. Um, I have a, a cousin who is my dad's... So my dad's brother is my godfather. And he has three kids. He has two boys and a girl. And my cousin Carolyn is always in a lot of my posts. Because um, she, she, she comes with us a lot. And she has special needs. And she's in amazing girl and her her brothers are amazing too her middle brother um christopher is one of my um confidants and he's i think seven years eight years younger than me i used to babysit him and now he's like my confidant that i go to with things like 
this. Um, and he knew about the situation and he kept telling me to keep the professional hat on because this is a potential work contact that could really extremely benefit me. And it has benefited me. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't keep the hat on. We both didn't. Um, but when I met with him in person, it was so amazing that I was like, fuck that hat. <laughs> and I haven't had anybody romance me in a long time. Uh, and, and for what it's worth, I don't regret anything. I just regret the fact that when I came home and I told him, now that we've met and now that we've connected, I don't, and you don't want to, and you just still want to be friends. I don't want that. I said that. And I said, you can't talk to me in that way anymore. After I said that, I should have left it at that. What happened next was the same thing that always happens. I go back in. And I go back in sometimes with kindness or sometimes I go back in and I poke. Uh, or I just get angry. You know, not in, not intentionally angry. I just you know, want to know why the fuck I'm not good enough for that. And I know it's not about me, but I still, 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 no matter how many dating coaches, divorce coaches, therapists tell me it's not about you. I still don't understand that concept. I mean, am I alone in that? It has to be a little bit of me. Um, but what, aside from that, um, I left him like a message yesterday evening that I knew I knew, because I've been through this before, I was like, he's going to tell me he needs space. Because that was a message I shouldn't have sent. Because I've been sending messages like that to him all week. On and off. And um, sure enough, after I sent him something that was to replace something that when I was staying with him, I kind of messed up. Anyway, he sent me a message that stated the basically what I knew he was going to say, which is why he needs space. And it just shattered me. Because the last thing I want to do is have more distance from somebody that lives 3,000 miles away that I really care for. Um, But the first thing I should have done was stick to my boundary. Because the person that lives 3,000 miles away that I care for does not care for me back the way I want or need. And the person that lives 3,000 miles away that I have feelings for should never have touched my body because they don't deserve to if they don't want to be with me. It's not, I'm not trying to insult him or anyone else in that frame of mind that I've been with that never really deserved to touch me, which is pretty much every single one of them, um, minus my husband, my ex-husband, because I had my daughter. But if you just want to be my friend, if you just want to see, you know, how far you can push me to get what you want and then walk away because I'm too much or I'm too intense or, you know, whatever the phrase is that makes, makes me sound bad and you sound good, then you have never deserved to be in my presence. And I'm not saying that this person didn't deserve to be in my presence. I think we both benefited from each other. What I should have done 
is kept the boundary and I didn't. And as much as he kept flashing the card of, I've told you this from the beginning, I flashed that card back because I told him from the beginning. And as I was telling my cousin this, my cousin was bringing up some really good points that I'd like to share because I don't think I'm alone in this. I just think a lot of women don't share this like deep, darn, deep, dark feeling of like, fuck, I did this and this is what just happened. Like, I'm embarrassed that he said that to me because it's like, I feel like another, another man that's just rejecting me and I'm pushing to the point of no return where he doesn't even want to talk to me anymore. Now, granted, he just said he, he needs space. I also like sent him this package that like, before he said this, before this, any of this happened, like I just said, I sent him a package that was something I had to replace. I'm yawning because I'm tired uh, and I haven't been getting good, good sleep because of this. Um, anyway, I sent him a package and it has a letter in it. And the letter is what concerns me. And I, and I said to him when he said, text me that he needed space, I said, you got it. And I was like, you know what? I'm sending you this and don't read what's inside. Please just throw it out because I do want him to read it, but I only want him to read it if he really, really feels any sort of way towards me past being a friend, which I think that's just my last attempt of like having hope. And my cousin said, no matter how badly you want it, protect yourself. That my desire to take the risk is always taken and it's, and it's always taken no matter what the cost with hope that his expectations will change. And this is not just this person, but the person, people before. And they don't. If a guy wants to take things in the direction of a committed relationship, he'll make it easy. This guy and the rest of them have never made it easy. I mean, I love and feel deeply and unapologetically and I need the same person for the person for me will respect and reciprocate that just as much if not more and you know there there were signs for me that when I was with this person in person that this could be a potential relationship in the future not now because of how far we live away from each other but in the future Because my work brings me there and his work could bring him there. But even if it didn't, I'm not the kind of person to say, well, I have a child. Well, I'm divorced and I have to live here and my work is here. I'm not the kind of person that's going to keep that from keeping me from the person I really care about. But it has to be reciprocated and it's not. The thing is what my cousin told me was that I am very self-aware that I know the boundary. I know I have to put a boundary up. And I even told him multiple times, my, this guy said like, I need, I need space. I told him multiple times before we were meeting him that like, I have feelings for you. And this is, this is weird. Cause I could tell you kind of feel for me back. And he would just continually say, well, I'm just building a friendship, which is what he's doing. But at the same time, it's in fucking mixed messages for women like me who like, when we connect with a man, we don't want them as a friend. What waste of time, what kind of waste of time is that? The problem I have is that I know the boundary and I don't implement and execute the boundary. And then I pretend to execute it and I fail miserably. 
My cousin told me to reserve that space for the person who's going to respect and reciprocate in turn. That I have to switch my mindset. And that if it's too difficult for me to do so, it means that I can't even work with this person. And I don't want that. I want healthy work relationships. The majority of my post-divorce relationships have been with people that I've worked with, which sucks because you don't shit where you eat. You don't eat where you shit. (sighs) That's an image. My cousin brought up this term like he came with gray area and caveats. Implement the boundaries. Activate when your alarm goes off. It can, can change It can't change. If someone isn't communicating with me, only time is when they're going to... I wrote this down, but he said... I think the easy thing, too, was bothersome because... It it was easy with him in person. I was calm with him in person because him and I were together. And he was nice. It was amazing. I don't like the way I get when... I nurture somebody that's not going to ever nurture me the way I need back. I don't like the way I get. I get fucking... I spiral. I think that for me, because I love deeply and intensely and unapologetically, if a man I meet in the future is not open to a serious relationship with me from the beginning, they are an absolute no. Regardless of, I met him through work. Well, we're going to work together. We can work together for sure, but... I don't know how to keep that boundary. I don't know how to say stop talking to me without offending the person. And then when if I say that and they're like, okay, I'll give you the respect that you need. But like, it, I miss talking to that person. And my cousin brought up something. He's like, well, what would happen if you didn't talk? Like, what would happen if you didn't text that person back or you didn't call them back? I don't know. I have always not had the willpower. Until I don't have feelings for them anymore. Now, I'm in a place where I feel even more shitty than I did a week ago when I told him to don't talk to me until, unless you want to pursue me. Because I've pushed, pushed, I've pushed, you know, where the person thinks I'm either erratic or, you know, I don't know. But... Engaging with a guy, talking, seeing them, sleeping with them always goes to be, there's always going to be a risk, right? That they will, that they won't reciprocate. Even if they say they do, it comes to the point where they say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, then you have to back out. I, I really honestly should have stopped months ago talking to him unless, you know, I mean, I didn't want to. I, I kept holding the fact that, like, we never met. And when we meet in person, he'll change his mind. And sure enough, when we met in person, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Instant chemistry. Um, were there awkward moments? Fucking sure, of course there were. I think sex on the first night with anybody is awkward. But, like, I started saying to myself, well, if we don't sleep together again after the first night, then he really just is not into me. And I suck in bed or all this other stuff, right? And we did. We slept again. It was amazing the rest of the trip. I mean, I felt super connected and close to him. 
And when I got home and I, I shared some thoughts about yeah, stupid ass shit, like who's this female posting on your stuff about that? Like, I, you know, stuff I don't like to do that's petty, but I do it because I, the person's not giving me back what I need. So I do it and I make a comment about it and a little, there was a little bickering about it. And then after that, I said something to him about why can't we pursue this? And he's like, I don't feel the same way. No one wants to hear that. I don't feel the same way. You know, especially as a woman, if you're with a man and you have a great time together and you, you can't put your finger on why they wouldn't want to, shatters your world because I want love and adventure and romance. I don't want picket fence, soccer, soccer camp, Netflix and chill. I want romance and adventure. that's ever going to happen. I I wrote, I don't want to be a Venus flytrap for a man. <laughs> so I'm just sharing that because I'm about to go to sleep and I know I'm going to have a really tough struggle trying to sleep and, and trying to get up out of bed in the morning because these things trip me up. And what I'll do in the next week is create sketches around who I am to poke fun at it and make me feel better inside. And it helps. It does help. That's why I'm a comedian. That's why I'm an actor. Filtering my life experiences to help other people and create art that resembles life. That's why I do this. But man, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how... When I, I know how to get better at writing and doing comedy. I have to keep at it. I know how to work at something until you see your progress. I just don't know how to set a boundary for myself and not give in to the obsessive behaviors of what I tend to do when I feel for somebody. And then I always result, resort back to, I'm not not good enough to this person because they're not picking me and I I've heard before that like well it's the way you give people ultimatums like dating coaches and all this these these things that they tell you to do it's like but for the right person like wouldn't it just not matter I don't know All I know is I'm tired of myself getting distracted by these dating idiosyncrasies, lack of dating idiosyncrasies, or like men that just want to be my friend. I'm a 39-year-old woman. I'm pretty sure that I could vouch for almost every woman, maybe 90% of the population of women, that... If we want to fuck you, we don't want to be your friend. My apologies to the women that don't agree with me, but I feel strongly about this. Well, I hope you'll tune in because I'm going to try to do an episode a day and see what happens because this is my divorce diaries. I'm Michelle Trina. 
Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon.